Oh, we have fun. Um, yeah, yeah, we have fun. Thanks for being here, um, everybody. Oh, I forget sometimes. Man, it, it, it's, it, it's like Hawaiian time how you guys start, yeah? Because, you know, Namela, she must feel discouraged, yeah? Not too many people in the beginning. And then slowly, it's like, whoa. you close your eyes, you open them. Oh, more people. Oh, more people. Oh, where you came from? Aloha kakayaka, you know, just all kind. That means good morning for you guys that don't understand. So we're going to have fun. Um, I, I like to have fun. You guys like to have the fun, huh? You like to smile and laugh, huh? You laugh at me? Huh, boy, you laugh at me? You laugh at me one more time, I bring my knife and my dog. Bite you, boy. I don't like that. I like to, you know, I like to, I like to do lots of accents. We, we live in Texas now, me and my wife. We go to a... You guys heard of Joel Osteen? You are first and not the last. You are before and not behind. You see, God's got a plan for your life. And if you just give your life over to God... He will give you all the blessings that you need. You see, you see, this is the word of God. I've never been there before, but he's, he's fun, man. Joel Osteen, he's a good guy. You know, watch him on TV and just smiling. You know, I was like, wow, is, is he a preacher or a model? You know, sometimes you got to wonder that. Yeah, so um, that's where I met my good friend Kyle sitting on the front row. We met in Dallas and everything. He's been with me to the Philippines. You know, to um, Pangasinan and Lawag, and he helped us go to the Philippines. We were supposed to take a bunch more people, but they couldn't go. So, like, two weeks before, my dad was like, oh, only going to get me, you, and your friend Kyle still coming or what? I was like, I think so. And I'm like, what happened to everybody? So we get to the Philippines in May, and we realize why everybody else never, like, come, because it's hot. Very sweating. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. You know? Oh, when is, I mean, I try my best every day to be like Jesus, man. Oh, but when it's hot, brah, brah, all that, it's like, it's like Satanas come out of me or something, you know? God bless you today, you know? It's like, my wife's like, honey, because my wife, she's real sweet. Yeah, can you help me with the kids? No. <laughs> Do not want to. And all sweating, just dripping. I'm not mad. I'm just hot, man. It's just, oh, man, it's just hot, you know. I just, I'm kind of a hot-natured guy. My auntie in the front row, she's like, it's like you're not from over here. You're sweating, always complaining. It's like you're not from over here. I go, yeah, I'm, I'm from here, but I'm not from the Philippines. You know, they used to, yeah? Philippine jungle, yeah? Kind of, in the, you know, got to hide in the bamboo trees. No more wind, no more AC, yeah? Yeah? No, get AC now over there. Get plenty, yeah? Plenty. We're generous. Many Pacquiao, he supply us all AC. He's the rich one now, yeah? Manny Pacquiao, oh, he's good. He's, he's number one, you know. 
So I, I don't ever plan on doing this in my sermon, but I always throw it in, you know. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So God is good. Amen. Amen. I said, God is good. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. Let's go to this side. I said, God is good. Yeah, all the time. And all the time. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's T.D. Jakes' church in Texas. Never been there. Oh, man. You need to have the pun. You know what's that pun? Yeah. So, um, gosh, everybody hear about, you guys heard about all the Supreme Court ruling, you know, and, and everything. And it's crazy, right? It's like, wow, what, 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 what do we do? And, and I kind of wanted to talk about that. You know, it's like, what do we do? How should we live? I, I'm going to touch on that lightly. But what, what, what I wanted to say about that is that, you know what? It's, it's a man-made institution, this government is a man-made institution, no matter what. And it all is going to be under the sovereignty of God. So those five justices who, who, who made the law for everybody, you know, man, I was like, wow, what happened to the Constitutional Republic? Because that doesn't exist anymore, you know. What, what happened to executive, legislative, and judicial, you know? I thought there were supposed to be checks and balances. Yeah, I guess that doesn't exist anymore, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? Every tongue will confess. Every knee will bow before God, and we all will be held accountable to our works, you know? And, and, and you know what I want to say? You are more than, more than your orientation. What's this about? You know, it's about my orientation. It's about my orientation. You know what's, you're more than that, man. You're more, and, and that's the thing. They're, they're, they're passing it. They're throwing it. Like, well, if you don't believe in it, I do. You know, I'm just like, oh, whoa, chillax, chillax, man. It's like, look, I got my convictions. I follow God. I follow him. And we all are following God. Amen. And we all are following, following, following God's word. And, and you know what? My first point is you don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. You don't have to compromise it. There's two lies that our culture feeds you. That if you disagree with one's lifestyle... It means that you either fear or hate them. And or to love someone means that you agree with everything they believe or do. But that's not true. You don't have to compromise convictions to be compassionate for somebody. You don't have to compromise what you believe in. You know what? There's, there's, um, it was crazy back in, like, back in the uh, religious days. There were these guys in there, you know, they were, they were these scribes and the Pharisees, you know, and they, they walked around, oh, Maria, Ave Maria. Hey. You know, they, they, had like, they had like the robe, you know, they had like the shawl over their heads. Never had red, white, and blue, yeah, back then, you know. They weren't American like us, you know what I'm saying? Look, I'll turn it over. So, so. Oh, and they, they pray, you know, and, and, and they were like the religious, got to fix my hair, I think I messed it up. So, and they were like the religious leaders of the time. So they, they were losing influence and they were losing power because this hippie who wore sandals named Jesus, who were, was barefoot, who wore slippers, dad, his name is Jesus. 
Because it don't matter what you wear. It don't matter if you have slippers on. It don't matter. Anyways, I'm from Hawaii, guys. All my best friends, they all popola, yeah, so I try to talk like that, man. Oh, what's up, bro? You one of us, dog? You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, that's silly, man. You one of us, man. He's like a brother from Hawaii, man, you know? So anyway, and, and you know, but they made it all about what they were. They made it about the outward appearance. Jesus called them, you know, Jesus, Jesus would not preach to anybody else except these guys. He's like, you whitewashed tombs, you look good on the outside, but in the, in the middle, you're, you're, full of, you're full of dry bones and blah, 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 you know? And, and so they're like, look, we're going to get Jesus. We're going to get Jesus. And they go, and they catch this lady committing adultery. That's... If you're married and you're fooling around, you know, jump the pants. Don't jump the pants. It's not good. Stay in your yard. Because get dog in the other yard. It might bite you. Or, or if you're Filipino, they think they're going to steal the dog and eat it. What are you doing around my black dog? So anyway, jump in the fence. Back to that. I say, I'm going to keep your attention today because we're going to laugh and we're going to, we're going to learn. We're going to open God's word. And, and, and what they were doing was that we're just like, we're going to get this guy, Jesus, this hippie who wears sandals, who, who just goes around. He doesn't really go to a church. He's just making all these claims that he's the son of God. And we're going to get him. We're going to get him. Yeah, we're going to get him. So they catch this lady in the act of adultery, in the act. And they bring her before. And in, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy, in the Old Testament times, when you're caught in the act of adultery, you know what happens? You get stoned. Not stoned. No, not like that. But you get rocks flown at you. You know, no, you know, not like that. Not 420. Not all that. You get rocks flown at you till you're dead. And it's funny because when they pulled her out, they violated their own law because they're supposed to bring the guy who she, he was, she was cheating with too. But they brought the girl out, was picking on this girl, name was uh, Mary Magdalene, and they, and, they, and they brought her out, and they said, they said, hey, 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 they said, Jesus, you know, and they were like, you know, all their, he's like, oh, oh, so uh, there you are, Jesus. So let me see there. We've caught her in the act of adultery. So, I mean, because... We have class, obviously, and you don't. And we know the law, and you don't. So, obviously, what should we do about her? And he goes, he who has no sin casts the first stone. One by one. Instead of, she hears, and she's shaking. They're all dropping their stones that they're going to throw at her. Because Jesus... And you know what the key word Jesus said there? He said, he brought her up. He says, woman, woman, where are your accusers? And she said, they're gone. He says, go and sin no more. She said, don't do that again. Don't go back into adultery. Don't go sleeping with somebody else's husband. Don't get caught in that. Don't sin anymore. And you know what? He had compassion on her. He brought conviction to her. And he did not compromise 
his convictions. You can have compassion on somebody. You can have compassion on these people that, you know, they're making all about their orientation, you know, rainbow flags, you know, it's little parades, you know, it's going, you know, look at me, you know. And, and, and you can have compassion on them. This is an opportunity to have compassion on those people because, you know what, they're confused, man. They really are. And, and, and you can be like, you know what, I love you. I want to bring you to the word of God. And you know, it's one thing. This is happening outside of the church. It's one thing if it's happening outside of the church. They don't know God and everything. But, but if they're coming to the church, that's where you need to bring the word of God to them. And that's where you need to bring it. And you know, it's just not that. We just can't pick on homosexuality. We just can't pick on that because in, 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 in um, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, it brings out sexual immorality it brings out fornication it brings out adultery so it all goes into one thing and i think it's unfair if you just pick on one and leave out the other because you know jesus said jesus said if you look upon a woman a woman lustfully you have already committed adultery in your heart so it all goes down to the heart issue and you don't have to compromise conviction to be compassionate. You don't have to compromise that. And you know what? Another point is just because a majority believes it does not make it the truth. Just because a majority believes I'm not, I'm not even talking about homosexuality, same-sex marriage, whatever. Just because a majority believes something does not make it the truth. You know that a majority of people believe the world was flat and that Columbus would sail off the edge? A majority of people believe that. A majority of people in Noah's time did not think it was going to rain before the world flooded. They looked at Noah and was like, hey, Noah, you still building that ark there, buddy? <laughs> Hadn't rained here in years. I don't even know what that contraption is. Is that a B-O-A-T? You building your boat, huh? It's funny because it hasn't rained here in 82 years. And the majority of people laughed at him. But, you know, when it started raining, he was like, close the door. Peace out, man. Who's laughing now? majority of people believe it wasn't going to fly. America's most populous state is California. And I bet a, a majority of people moving there hope to avoid the big one of all the earthquakes. A majority of people believe that the earth was the center of the universe. How crazy is that? A majority of people did not believe Jesus was the son of God before he was crucified. But then when he rose again from the, two, when he rose again from the dead, and right now we have a two billion Christian inheritance on the earth, I think that a majority can say otherwise. Amen? Um, Leo Tolstoy says, wrong does not cease to be wrong because a majority share in it. So because a majority doesn't believe it does not mean, or does believe, does not mean that it's the truth. And you know what? Build your house, your belief, on the rock that does not move. You know, my daughter, you know, they had the song, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And, 
And, and, and it said, the foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. And then what is it? The rains came down and the floods came up. The rains came down and the floods came up. And, and you know, you, you, we sang that song in Sunday school. And, and, um, and the foolish man says, and his house came tumbling down. You know, because he built his house on something that didn't last. The foolish man built his house, you know, you know on, on, on things that are not the word of God. When you build your foundation and parents in here and kids in here, when you build your foundation on the word of God and not your parents, teenagers, when you build your foundation, you know, like John and Joseph, man, they were in the youth group since like, what, seventh grade? Yeah. And I've watched these kids. Joseph was was playing the drums today. and And I've watched these kids grow up in church. And, and, and you know what? Sometimes the mom works so much that she can't come to church. But John and Joseph, they just keep coming. And right now they're serving God. They love God with our, because you know what? I, I encourage them and, and leaders around me encourage them to build their beliefs on the rock of God's word. Because heaven and earth will pass away and God's word will still remain. People might call you conservative. People might call you a right winger. People might call you this. But you know what? No, I'm not conservative. I'm just not going with the flow. I'm just deciding that this book of written scriptures was written for us. See, the Bible wasn't written to you. I'm sorry. You guys know this. You guys teach. The Bible was not written to you, but it was written for you. The Bible, you know, you go to Romans, Paul's writing to the church in Rome. You go to Corinthians, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth. And he's writing to them. But you can, what you call transcendental truths, and you can bring and you can apply those truths till today. And build your house on the rock that does not move. Build your life around Jesus. How awesome it is. You know what? The devil pushes you. The devil, you know, you have those devils on your soul, wants you to do all these things that, that you know what, all they do is entrap and ensnare and, and, and do these things that, 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 that get you addicted. And get, but you know what? God wants to give you peace. God wants to give you life and life to the fullest. How is it that you can walk in no matter what situation that you can have joy outside And peace outside of your present circumstances. Joy is having peace abstract from your present circumstance. Because you know what? If you have peace abstract your your present circumstance, that means you are following God. That means you want him. That means you need him. And that means you rely on him. Amen? Be salt and light in the world. How should we live? Be salt. You, you know what salt did back in the day? They didn't have refrigerators, you know? Like at our house right now, our refrigerator is kind of bust. The thing's just frozen, yeah? So no water, no come through. You know? And, 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 and there's no water going through and everything, you know? And, and back then, they, 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 they didn't have refrigerators. So what they had, they had to salt everything. Maybe Philippines, some places, no more refrigerator, yeah? 
So put salt, Ooh, preserve. Yeah, and they, they go under meat and they preserve it. But also what salt does is bring out the flavor in things. I want to encourage you guys is that people are looking at you guys as Christians to bring out the flavor in life. To have fun. If you're just like, well, woe's me. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, another day at work? Sure is. Hey, how's how that? Yeah, I'm doing well. Well, you know, if we're moping around, like, wow, it's like, wow, Jesus doesn't abide in that. You know, it's like, I'm a Christian. I go to Aloha Church. Yeah. Another, like Eeyore, yeah? Yeah, another day, another dollar. You know, it's crazy. Um, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not too much of a person that, that um, I know um, St. Francis of Assisi said this. He said, he said that um, preach always, use words when necessary. So I kind of ad- ad- adhered by that. You know, I kind of lived by that. And um, where I worked at, um, like I worked the front desk and everything, and, and uh, in Dallas at the Ashton, and um, one day, like, uh, my GM, she was like, so Sylvan, like, so what are you in school for? I go, oh, I'm working on a, a master's in theology. And she goes, oh, so you're, like, in Bible school and everything? I go, yeah. And she goes, you know what? I can totally see that because I don't ever hear you cussing. I'm like, well, if something heavy falls on my toe, no promises. You know, he's like, I don't ever hear you talking bad about people. And you just kind of, you know, you kind of live like how Jesus lived. She told me that. And this lady is like spot on, manager of the year. Kyle knows who she is. And, and she's just like on it. I mean, we got to run a, a, a place that, you know, is worth a ton of money to people. And they pay a ton of money. So we got to be on, you know, and it's like, wow, just... Just trying to be salt and trying to be light in the world. You're like, Mama D, she's always happy, yeah? You don't go to her house, she's sad, you know, yeah. The juice nine bug, you know, just, just Mama D, she's always smiling no matter what. I mean, I mean, she's just like, let's pray, let's give it to God, you know. She's like, I just want that kind of faith that she has. You know, and, and she just gives it all to God and, and everything. And, and that's what being salt and light is. It's just letting God shine through what you do. Letting God shine through your actions. Letting God shine. And, and you know what? There's going to be a time when you're going to need to preach to some of your coworkers. Or the Holy Spirit's going to put it on your heart and be like, hey, 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 you need to preach to that guy. Hey, you know, you need to tell him about my love. My love. You got... You guys remember Bill Clinton? Played the saxophone. I swear in front of all American people. And I did not have relations with Monica Lewinsky. So, it depends what your definition of is, is. Remember Bill Clinton? Smart president of the United States. So, Billy Graham went to one of his fundraising events one time. I researched this, you know, and, and, and somebody asked, like, Billy, like, why 
are you going to Bill Clinton's fundraiser event? He just like had this big scandal and he was this and, and he was that and Monica Lewinsky and he just cheated and, and Billy Graham said this. And this is my fifth point. It's God's job to judge. The Holy Spirit's job to convict and my job to love. When we stand in the place and we hold judgment against somebody, it's like you have done nothing wrong yourself. When I'm like the chief of sinners, if, I, if you were to like go in, in any human being's brain and if you were to like just, just, um, just go and, 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 and listen to the thoughts of some of these or see the thoughts of even some of these preachers on TBN that you look up to, you know, it's like it's messed up. We're all sinners in need of a savior. That's what it all comes down to. No matter what your orientation is, no matter how poor you are, no matter how rich you are, Proverbs says, Proverbs says the poor and the rich have this in common. God made them both. You know what? And we are all sinners in need of a Savior. We are all sinners in need of Jesus Christ. We all need him in our lives. I need him in my life. You know, it's funny because we're this morning, we, you guys are singing songs and, and talking about freedom. Good or bad, you are free to choose, but never free from the, comprom- from, from the consequence of your choice. Good and bad. The Bible says that in Galatians, it says that, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So it's like, I'm not going to plant a lychee tree and expect mangoes to come out. Oh, I thought I'd plant one lychee tree on a day. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to um, plant tarong and expect balatong to come. Right? Am I relating to you, Filipinos? Come search. The preachers relates to me with God. He talks about God all the time. Yeah, and Jesus. Whoo, Filipinos, you know. I'm, I love being Filipino. I mean, I wish I understood more what it is, you know. Even though my mom's from PI, Pinoy Power, you know. I just, I never speak, but I, I do the accent, yeah. So I trip out people because, you know, they all think I'm Mexican, yeah. In Texas, yeah. Hey, boy, speak that a Mexican boy, that Espanol. I'm like, nope. <laughs> or I go in and it's like, you know. You know, in Spanish, I'm like, dude, I'm Filipino. I just look at them and they start laughing, you know. And it's fun, you know, being Filipino is fun, you know. They, they love Las Vegas. Yeah? Get the lights, yeah? Bilagio. I think that owner's Filipino, Bilagio. Get the fountains in the front. Get the music, get the lights, must be Filipino. Multicolors, bright colors, guaranteed that's Filipino. Filipino, they love going Vegas, yeah? But I tell you, man, it's, it's the, and you know, I hear about the Filipinos going Vegas, yeah? It's like, please, Lord, please. And, and they, you know, they never go to church long time, yeah? And they, they get the rosary by the gambling thing. Oh, please, Jesus, Jesus. 
Oh, Holy Spirit, Santos, Santos, help me win. Help me. Jesus, if you help me win Mega Box, I promise I will give to the church. Please, Jesus, just help me win Mega Box. Help me win that one, Jesus. Come on, God, one more, just, just one prayer. My whole life, because if, if I can win Mega Box, oh my God. Whew, I can buy plenty chicken coop. You know, as if God's up in heaven, you know, it's like, wow, ISIS is persecuting. Huh, I wonder what prayer I should answer today. ISIS is persecuting Christians. You got people starving in Somalia. Or maybe I should help Nana win Megabucks. You know, I don't think God's in, in heaven, you know, going to answer that prayer, you know. So, gosh, how did we get on that tangent? I don't know. Just, I love to be Filipino, yeah. And plus, you know, average Filipino height is like five foot five, yeah, for guys. And me, I'm five eleven. Oh, how do you get so tall? My grandma used to be like, "Oh, Sylvain, you're a big man. You get the big legs, you." I was like, "Thanks, Grandma. Big stomach, <laughs> fat." Oh my gosh. Anyways, God is good. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up. I bet you guys never have this much fun in church before. We can learn about Jesus, Vegas. You know, we call Las Vegas lost wages, yeah? <laughs> Don't go over there. You cannot tithe, yet you go Vegas. What is wrong? <laughs> Just kidding. Gosh, stop, Sylvan, stop. It's the heat, guys. It's the heat. It's the heat. It's getting a hold of you. But you know, in America, it's, it's like America's freedom. They so say you can choose whatever you want. You can choose whatever religion you want. You can choose this, you can choose that. But you know what? We're never free from the consequence of our choice. America's freedom is this, is that you can choose what you want, but you know what? I don't want sin because that stuff looks good and that stuff... And that stuff seems good, and it seems right. Proverbs says this, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. So you can think, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I have a, a Muslim co-worker. He's from Jordan, and we're talking about it, you know, and, 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 and he says, yeah, you know, Allah, God, it's the same thing, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I read my, my Quran, but I was like, oh, you know, I read the Bible, and Jesus said, I am the only way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father but through me. And how should we live as Christians? How should we live? Because, you know, I'm, I'm you know, those who know you best, do they love you the most? Because you know what? My wife knows me best, and she knows my ins and outs. She knows when I'm mad. She knows when I'm, you know, tired. She knows that, that you know, this. She, she, I mean, and, and it's like, man, I'm just trying to live for God so much. I'm trying to be a good dad. I had two kids in two years. Whoo! Group, I'm Filipino. <laughs> when I'm 50, my wife Popeye again. Woo. Oh, baby, how did that happen? Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, too much patis. 
My wife's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Too much. Erase, 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 erase. Time out, time out. Woo. And it's true, though. What you sow, that shall you also reap. You know, I did this thing at, at, um, at the gym. I wanted to lose weight. You know, I'm in, I'm in grad school. I got two kids keeping me up and everything. And I asked Grace, hey, can I do this 12-week challenge? It's at the gym. You work hard. You, you, um, and it's crazy. I lost like 25 pounds. I know you guys don't see it, yeah? He's like, wow, Sylvan, there you are. <laughs> Haven't seen you in a while, buddy. You know, and, and, and it's like what you put in is what you're going to get out. And in this nation of freedom, it's important that we realize that, that yeah, you can have all that freedom. You can have, you, okay, cool, you, you want it, you want to marry, you want to marry whoever you want to marry, you know. But, but, but you know what? You're not free from the consequence of that choice. You're not free from the consequence, even though you can do whatever you want. Because I'm not a person, I don't want to, I'm not a person to just want to legislate morality. I'm not that kind of person. You know what? I want the Holy Spirit to convict you. Because you know what? God is going to judge you one day. And we're all going to stand without any of our money, without any of our bank accounts, without any of our cars, without any of our family, without your mom, your dad, your pastor. You're all going to stand one-on-one before God. And you will give account of your life. Everybody in here. Me, myself, and you know, I will give you more account because I'm up here exalting God's word, preaching it in front of you guys, and I will have a stricter judgment, unfortunately. But I try my best to live like Jesus. Try your best to live like Jesus. Try your best to live like God. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's a story of a guy who's just like, he was at a Bible study. Stoner, 420. Hey, what's up, pastor? It's like, look, look at the pastor's Bible. It's like, whoa, dude, that's some good paper, man. And it's like, pastor's like, okay. He's like, yeah, man. Hey, that's some good paper, Pastor. You know what I'm saying, man? He's like, um, Pastor's like, he's like, and he's like, Pastor, can I have your Bible? Because you know it's it's good paper, Pastor. Can I have your Bible? You know, and and the pastor's like, uh, oh, okay. But promise me this: read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and before you smoke, read it before you smoke. Just promise me that. <laughs> You got it, Pastor. <laughs> so one day, this, this, the pastor, I mean, this is years later, and, and this guy comes, clean cut, just, just run into him and says, Pastor, Pastor, do you remember me? I was just like, no, who are you? I'm the guy he gave the Bible to so I could use it as rolling paper. And the pastor was like, oh, what happened? He said, man, I smoked through Matthew. I smoked through Mark. I smoked through Luke, but John smoked through me, and I gave my life to Jesus. Like, who, mother doubt Amen. And, and when we follow God and we follow Jesus, and we don't follow majority, and we don't let television, we don't let 
of Supreme Court man-made legislation tell you what's right and wrong, but you just go by this book. And you say, Jesus, my life is yours. God, my life is yours. And I just want to live for you. When the 12 disciples followed Jesus, they just lived for him, and they just followed him around. They just watched what he did. And now we can read about his life, and you can just follow Jesus. You can just follow him, and that's how you can live for God. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I thank you for every person in here, God. In your life right now, you know you're here, Lower Church, 7-5-2015. You're not here by accident. You're here for a purpose. I believe in the sovereignty of God, and I believe that God's called every person and put you in different places and cross paths with different people for a purpose. And it's not by accident because I believe in his sovereignty. You're in here and you're within the sound of my voice. And you say, you know what, God? Or you know what, Sylvan? I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to read about this man that you are following. I believe that he's the son of God and and I haven't given my life to him. I've been kind of wondering or I've been kind of on the fence about things. I believe in God, but I haven't fully committed to him. If you're in here and you say, you know what, I'd love to try this and to give my life to Jesus. Would you raise your hand? Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. Or maybe you're in here and you'd be like, you know what? I want to fully give my life to God. I want to fully give my life to Him. Maybe I've been compromising. Maybe I've been, I've been just living my convictions halfway, but I want to fully give my life to God and just Maybe start a new right now. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Nobody's looking around. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take a maybe about 30 seconds. We'll do a little heart evaluation. Right now, between you and God, say a prayer between you and God before I lead you into a prayer. Thank you, God. Now, before you pray, I want to tell you guys one more thing. Everybody, will you guys look at me? There was a... uh, a magician who's an atheist, who doesn't believe it's God. He's in Vegas. His name is, uh, you guys ever heard of Penn and Teller? And he said something that was so profound to me. This guy does not believe in God. He said somebody came up to him after a show. He said he's a really good guy, gave me a Bible. 
and was telling me about God. And he said that this person believed that if I didn't know God, that I was going to go to hell. And he didn't get offended. He didn't get like, oh, what is this? He said, you know what? He really believes that. And he cared about me. And I believe, and I want to know that if we were, if you were to go out there and somebody was drunk from last night and were to pull in front of your car, cross that median lane and were to slam in front of you, died. I care about you guys so much. I want to make sure that you guys are going to go to heaven. Because that's what I believe in. That's what the word of God says. To be absent with the, from the bodies, to be present with God. I want to make sure. Because our days are numbered. We live on borrowed time. Our days are in God's hands. And I care about you guys. So let's all bow our head. Let's close our eyes again. And if that's you, would you just repeat this prayer after me? Say, dear God, I come before you. In Jesus' name, I admit that I'm a sinner. But I believe that you died on the cross and you rose again for my sins. So come into my heart direct my life show me what to do help me to read the word and to live for you in Jesus name amen amen i think there's